0: What was that? (laughs) Say it again if you dare. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. (laughs) Isn't it great to see the kids and see them full of excitement and joy at this time of year? Don't you love it? Um, It reminds me of when I was a child and just the excitement that Christmas brings and just the anticipation of it all and this morning I want to invite you in the time that remains just to see Christmas through the eyes of a child Um, to think about it what it must be like this Christmas if you were to uh, become like a child again and see Christmas through those eyes Uh, in this month's Baptist witness one of the uh, area ministers Andrew Woff writes about some of his memories as a child. He writes that he remembers on a hot December Sunday morning in an airless church building, dressed in our Sunday best, uh, perspiration rolling down our faces and gloriously singing, In the Bleak Midwinter. (laughs) (laughs) He said, for all its bizarre cultural irrelevance, This carol told the story of Jesus' birth and then finished with a verse whose simplicity and beauty captured my child's heart, he said. The final verse of the song says, What can I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can, I give him. I give him my heart. He remembers singing that song as a child and found the idea as a child coming to Christ and bringing the gift, not what the wise men bought, but bringing the gift of his own heart, very compelling. There's something incredible about coming childlike to God and giving yourself to him. And I want to just encourage you this Christmas, 2007, to come this Christmas afresh and give Jesus your heart. Give it to him, just like a child again. Give him your heart. I wonder as you think about that, how can you give Jesus your heart? In what way? should we give it? And I just think there's three ways. And the first way I want to encourage you to give your heart this Christmas is to give it freely and to give it joyfully. Give your heart to this Christmas freely and joyfully. As adults, we tend to be the opposite of kids often, don't we, when it comes to to christmas instead of getting all excited about christmas and the presents and and everything we start to think oh, anyone ever felt like that at Christmas?" <laughs> instead of the the giving freely and joyfully we start to give with obligation you know well they gave us this last year we better give them that something this year you know, or sometimes we use words like we should do this at Christmas, we ought to do this, it's just right, you know, it's only polite. I don't know, uh, as, I, as, we, as you sit down doing your Christmas cards, I wonder how many people here have never written a Christmas card off at the last minute after you got one in the mail. Has anyone never done that? I mean, we, we all tend to get one and think, oh, we should, we ought, we better, and we write the Christmas card and send it back just as though we... We're sending it, anyway, when we got yours. My, my brother Andrew, he married an Italian girl. Uh, her name was Francesca Teresa Vecchica. And uh, <laughs> my brother uh, and his, his wife, Frances, she, they had a big Italian wedding. And he did all the right things for that uh, wedding. He learned his speech in Italian. And they had 450 guests at their wedding. <laughs> And almost as many courses served throughout the night. (laughs) And uh, I know what you're thinking. How can anyone have 450 friends? Well, well, the point is they don't, you know. (laughs) What happens is uh, Francis' parents, grandparents, they they remember all the people that ever invited them to their children's uh, weddings, and they invite everybody. So my brother spent the whole night shaking hands with great-uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters who invited the parents once many, many years ago and uh, knew very few people in there. You know, uh, expectation and ought. And before we get too tough on the Italians, we tend to do it ourselves as well, don't we, at Christmas? We should get this for them. We ought get this for them. I don't think kids give this way very often. I think uh, kids sometimes don't think about what they ought to, but they get caught up in the joy and the free freedom, give freely as they come. I kept, got into bed late the other night, and in amongst the sheet I found a little letter. and It said, to Dad, there. So I opened it up and I said, to Dad, I just want you to now, or no, N-O-W, uh now, you're the best dad ever. You're a great pastor. <laughs> I love you. Love from Georgia. Isn't that nice? I never forced her to do that. <laughs> Sometimes I force some of you to do No, no. <laughs> but when it comes freely and joyfully, there's something incredible about that, isn't it? And Jesus said... Freely you have received, freely give. I think there'd be nothing better this Christmas than to come to God afresh, whether you've been following him for 40 years or whether you're just getting to know him now, and to say, without obligation, God, not because I should, not because I ought, but because I want to come freely and I want to come to you joyfully, I'm giving you my life, my time, my thoughts, my priorities, my energy. I'm giving it to you freely and joyfully. Second thing, I think that seeing Christmas through the eyes of a child and and giving our hearts to him that we could do this Christmas would be to, to, to give our hearts in wonder and awe. Give him our heart. In wonder and awe. I don't know about you, but I remember the excitement being almost too much to contain as a child when Christmas came around. I remember one kid at school telling me that he'd seen Santa out the window with the reindeers and the sleighs going by. And I was boggled. Oh, I was thinking, that is amazing. I remember thinking about it, thinking, this is incredible. I remember one Christmas at about 6.30 in the morning, the Salvation Army band started playing on our front lawns. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. That vivid image is there. I remember some of the best Christmas presents, unwrapping them on Christmas Day. I can remember different places where we've had Christmas. It just was caught up in a wonder and a sort of almost magical feeling for a child. Christmas. Do you ever remember that feeling? What it was like? For me, it was, uh, you know, plays of, of Jesus in a manger. It was singing carols. It was carols by candlelight. It was food and fun. It was incredible. I think as we grow up, sometimes the awe and the wonder of Christmas can tend to disappear. I mean, we can forget the miracle, the incredible mystery, the wonder that God came to earth, that God was born to a virgin and that he lay in a feed trough, that God depended on us for his survival. We can forget that God came to this world and the wonder and the amazement of it all. I wonder what it is that makes us move from this incredible awe and wonder of Christmas. What steals that from us? What do you think takes it away? I reckon instead of wonder and awe, we tend to replace it with busyness and stress. Uh, instead of uh, being caught up with it we tend to race through christmas end of year finalizations of things at work christmas cards we've got to finish off wrapping of the presents getting things ready buying the food organizing holiday plans on and on and on it goes right up to christmas do you know how many days there are to christmas now nine days that's what i make it to some of you, when you hear nine days, think <laughs> you start to feel sick inside because there's the kind of lists that start going through your mind, and you think, oh! especially the rights and the pipers. I think you know, <laughs> with moving house at Christmas and everything as well. It just adds to it all, and we can start to get stressed and start to get really uh, anxious today in the. Harold's son, in the opinion um, part, Flip Shelton wrote, "Hurry up and slow down." Uh, well, it's official. The writer writes, "Australians are working harder and longer than ever before." I said, "Remember the times when we were accused of keeping up with the Joneses? Now we're busy just keeping up with ourselves. You know, we're trying to rush." Some people watch TV shows in fast forward. That's a <laughs> bit weird, but they're doing it apparently. <laughs> so now we are hurrying relaxation. No wonder we're a nation of stress heads. You know, often we can get caught up and replace wonder and awe with busyness and strength and stress. And I think what God would say to us from His Word are some of these verses which talk about the importance of knowing God. You can't do it in a hurry. Isaiah 30, 15. Listen to these words. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. God uh, almost shouts out to us from Psalm 40, 46 verse 10, where he says, "Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted amongst the nations. I will be exalted amongst, among them in the earth. Be still and know that I am God." And sometimes in the midst of the busyness, If we just let that run us, the promise of Jesus seems so far from reality when he said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I think as you come and give your heart to Jesus, afresh this Christmas like a child, come and give it with a fresh sense of wonder and awe, by fighting against the busyness, hard to do, but put in some moments in the next few weeks to maybe sit down around the Christmas tree one night and just read the New Testament, read the stories of the birth of Jesus, read about his death and his resurrection, and again be captured with the wonder that God loves you so much that he sent his son you can't allow those truths to wash over you afresh quickly, mm. busily. You don't sort of just get them on the run. Slow down. Pick a, a night. Pick a time. And just savour the mystery, the wonder of what God did. Final thing. As you give your heart this Christmas, as you come afresh, no matter how long you've been a follower of Jesus, to see Christmas through the eyes of a child, give him your heart in love and appreciation of the one to whom you're giving the gift. Do you know, uh, kids tend to know how to give gifts with their heart with their love you know they tend to express love as they give uh, one of our girls last year was writing out christmas cards and on every one it was saying to my best friend such and such you know? and every card had to my best friend you know they're saying are trying to explain you sh- you know you shouldn't have a best friend you should be friends with everyone yeah but they're all my best friends you know and often kids just love everybody uh, they don't think, you know, about about that. They just love everyone. And I think for us, many of us can find ourselves taking the people we love for granted at Christmas time. You, you know, like we sometimes it's seen. I think sometimes when we receive a gift and we say, oh, "You should have known I didn't want that." <laughs> you know, like. What are we thinking? It's just a pragmatic gift-giving thing where we've got to get what we want and we're happy. If we you know, It's more than just giving a gift. It's telling people that we love them, that we appreciate them, that we're thankful. So men, as you rush around on Christmas Eve trying to just find something to match it, remember that you could be missing an incredible opportunity to show your, your wife, your kids, how much you appreciate them and how much you love them. We don't have to get caught up in all the commercial part of Christmas. But let's not miss an opportunity to tell the people we give gifts to that we value them and that we love them. And this morning, as we come to give our hearts to God afresh this Christmas, like a child would, remember who we're giving our hearts to. The one whom 1 John 4.10 says, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Atoning means he took our sins upon himself. He paid the price. He died in our place. This is love. The one whom we're giving our hearts in abandonment too, is the one who loved us so much that he sent his son who arrived in a stable, who grew up and died on a cross, and who this Christmas wants you to know personally as you give him your heart afresh. C.T. Studd was a famous cricketer who, uh, and also missionary who wrote these words, if Christ, if Jesus Christ be God and died for me, then no sacrifice can be too great for me to make for him. Many people have said God's gift to us is our life. Our gift to him is what we do with it. This Christmas, as we give our hearts to him, give sacrificially in love and appreciation of the one who gave himself so that you could live. So I invite you this Christmas to see it through the eyes of a child, to come and to come to him this Christmas and give your heart to him freely and joyfully. Not in obligation and ought Give your heart to him in wonder and awe, not in hurriedness and busyness. And give your heart in love and appreciation. Don't take God for granted. Come afresh to him, thankful of his love and all that he's given you. Let's pray together, shall we? God, this Christmas, we want to say thank you for the best gift of all, of you coming to earth, living amongst us and giving your life so that we can know you and love you personally. Our oh Lord, this Christmas, help us know the joy, the wonder, the awe, the thankfulness, of what it is to give ourselves to you because of all you've done for us. God, thank you for this Christmas time. Thank you for the wonder that it is. And give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning in your news sheet, uh, which has all this great information, in there is a blue card. And what we'd just love to invite you to do today is to just take a few moments and put your name and your details on the front of the card might be this morning that there is something that you would like us to pray with you for on the back is a spot for prayer requests and if you put something on here you can tick it as confidential and just a small prayer team will pray for that if you don't put it as confidential uh we'll we'll pray together for for you for that you know it'll be with the prayer team and other people will pray as well Um, There might be a decision that you want to make today. As you've been thinking about giving your heart to God afresh, to giving your heart to Jesus, it might be that you realise that you've never actually done that and today might be the first time where you've wanted to do that. You might just like to tick there on the top. My decision today is I'm receiving Jesus into my life for the first time. You might say, I want to be baptised. You might say, I'm returning to the Lord after wandering away. Why don't we just take a few moments to respond with the blue cards now. Let's do that together.